What's going on everybody? Drone out here with you. It is the Winnipeg Jets and the Minnesota Wild. We will get into the particulars, but let me give you the starting lineup. So the Winnipeg Jets, 45-32-3. and three. They are fourth in the central. It's Pierre-Luc Dubois, Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, with Josh Morrissey and Dylan DeMello. Vladimir Mestikov, Nikolai Ehlers, Blake Wheeler, Brendan Dillon, and Neil Pionk, Adam Lowry, Nino Niederreiter, Mason Appleton, Kevin Stenlin, Morgan Barron, and Saku Menelainen. Dylan Sandberg and H. Schmidt close at the back end defense, and Connor Hellebuck will be getting the start in net. For the Minnesota Wild, it sounds like this, head coached by Dean Edvidson. They are 46-24-10, third in the central. It's Ryan Hartman, Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, with Jacob Middleton and Jared Spurgeon. Freddie Goudreau, Marcus Johansson, and Matt Boldy with Jonas Brodin and Matt Dumba. Marco Rossi, Marcus Foligno, and Sam Steele. Connor Dewar, Brandon Dumain, and Ryan Reeves with John Merrill and John Klingberg in the back end. It should be Marc-Andre Fleury in goal tonight for the Wild. So here's the situation at hand. These teams will meet for the fourth and final time. And Minnesota has dominated the first three games of the series. Winnipeg's just looking for any sort of result. A win would do them wonders. Now, as it is in the standings, Nashville is still technically alive, but they are going to need a ton of help. Both teams have two games left. If Nashville were to overtake Winnipeg, Winnipeg would have to get nothing in this game, nothing against Colorado, and Nashville would have to win both games in regulation. That is not likely. If the Winnipeg Jets get at least one point in this game tonight against Minnesota Wild or one point against Colorado, they will take WC2. A win outright just gets it all done, and that's going to make game 82 meaningless. So that's what the Winnipeg Jets want. The advantage or disadvantage for both teams, if you want to put it that way, is both teams are coming off of a back-to-back. Both teams are also coming off of wins in their back-to-back. So I'll take you through that as well. For the Winnipeg Jets, they got a 6-2 victory over San Jose. Again, two points in any form, even one point. They're going to clinch WC2 and be done. But the Minnesota Wild have dominated the series so far, winning the first three games. Minnesota also played off the back-to-back. They were behind against the Blackhawks 2-1 by the second period. But it was flipped on its nose, and it's 4-2 win for the Wild. So Marc-Andre Fleury should be getting the start. And Nat Connor Hellebuck is going to play off this back-to-back. He didn't have a particularly busy night last night. But it does make sense because the Jets need the point. The Wild, again, they're only two points away from the Central as far as getting things tied up. But they don't have any of the tiebreakers as well. So it's most likely that Minnesota will finish third in the Central. They're not going to go in the wild card spot. And the Winnipeg Jets only have one spot to get into, which is WC2. And all they need is one point tonight. So when we come back, it'll be puck drop, and we'll see what happens. We'll try to see if someone qualifies and finishes it all out in the West. Because as we know from the result yesterday with Nashville, I know Cooper was only there for one period with me, but that's all done for the Calgary Flames. And Nashville is going to need a lot of help. The Winnipeg Jets get one point. It's done tonight. We'll be right back for a puck drop. So it's Connor Hellebuck, 36-25-2, 2 goals against, 9-19 save percentage, and four shutouts for Connor. And on the other end is indeed the flower, Mike-Andre Fleury, 24-15-4, goals against, 9-09 save percentage, and two shutouts. He will be spelling Philip Gustafson off the back-to-back. David Riddick will not spell Connor Hellebuck, but again, that is very understandable. So it is what it is right now for the Jets. They've been dominated in this series against Minnesota Wild.
but they just need one point. That's all they need, and then they will be in WC2. So we're underway now. Matt Zuccarello will try to make this pass across to Ryan Hartman, and Hartman's got it as this bounces in between a couple skate blades and picked up now by the Jets and flipped it down the ice. And this will be immediately iced, 1942 in the first. And I'll have to look, because right now I have the Sportsnet feed on ESPN+, Plus, but it's rather dark. So if we can flip it on the other side and get the Bally Sports feed, I'm going to have to do that. So Minnesota, they're saying heavy, hard habits. They go for the body. They like to get a low-scoring game in the Jets. They say get it going offensively. I think it makes a lot of sense in between the keys of the game. That's exactly what I'm thinking as well. Minnesota at home in the state of hockey. They are in the all-green. The Winnipeg Jets are in the white away jerseys with the blue on the pants and the blue and white striping on the socks. As this is picked up now by Zuccarello and then picked up just before it crossed the blue line side but the puck went up into the netting and we get another stoppage so not even 24 seconds into this contest we have two stoppages when we get into the first intermission i will have a little bit of an unfortunate announcement for you but we are going to be getting through this game and then hopelessportsguide.wordpress.com will be the game story and the play-by-play -play. we're going to soldier through this tonight as this is picked up now near the left side red line Jets trying to locate this thing as Jared Spurgeon will send this around the end boards. This will go with the Wild. It was almost sticked away by Hartman and then sent back down the ice again for a third icing in 1918. A third stoppage at this point. So very tenuous for both teams off the back-to-back. -back. Again, that's very understandable. Both teams also coming off of wins. The Minnesota Wild came back and beat the Blackhawks, and then the other in the Winnipeg Jets dominated the San Jose Sharks 6-2. So, defensive zone draw win by Winnipeg as they'll flip this across the glass. Can't get it out, but this will go to Dylan DeMello now. DeMello will skate across the red line as it's picked up by Jonas Brodeen. He gets the interception. Brodeen in behind the office of the flower now. This will drop his pass off to the right wing, and Minnesota tries to get the entry right to left in this first frame. John Under with you on ESPN Plus. This is the Winnipeg TSN feed, but I might be switching over just in terms of color prospects of that. But picked up now by the Wild as Matt Boldy toward the sticks on the right side, trying to knock this away from Mark Scheifele, just holding the blue line off of the late rush. Minnesota was making their change for Dean Edvison's squad on the back end as this is picked off. Bro Dean will power this in off the back end near the left side faceoff, Dot DeMillo. We'll play this back to his defensive partner, get it back, and just chop at it. But it's intercepted by Foligno, and this is cut off five hole by Connor Hellebuck. He just made the save near the left side of the post, 18-20 in the first. And we get another stoppage. It'll be the first shot on goal of the game, and it belongs to Minnesota. So we're at Excel Energy Center right now. That's the site of it. Minnesota is going to have... Uh, Another one of these games, I believe, against uh, Colorado at that point as well. But these are difficult schedules here toward the back end. But this is game 81 and game 82 for a lot of these teams right now. As Dylan DeMello gets his blocked away, it was picked off by Hellebuck and then sent back to him. But it gets put in through the neutral zone now for Neil Pionk. And Neil Pionk gains the entry and slams this across the kick plate. And they did not gain the red line. 17.56, and we will go back the other way. Two shots to nothing in favor of the Minnesota Wild. Dean Edvidson, career coach, and wins 142 right now. 
So we're dealing with dark and uh, Pekingese bo uh, dogs and everything else within this broadcast. I promise we will get through all of this right now as we take a look at some of the other players on the bench. And another defensive zone faceoff win. This is DeMello one more time. This gets in through the neutral zone. As Minnesota will collect with Jacob Middleton and send this back across to the defensive partner and Spurgeon. So slow start here. Connor Dewar trying to get things going here as Connor Hellebuck will send this back around to his offense. They'll be going left to right in this first period, the Winnipeg Jets, but it's very tenuous between both teams right now. And as you would expect, Minnesota does lock and key, but off the back-to-back, -back, we will see how much energy both of these teams have. Big hit, Nate Schmidt able to knock John Merrill on his heavily padded wallet as Spurgeon able to keep this alive off of the windmill deke as Schmidt kind of got in his way near the left side of the wall. And now Winnipeg with Sacramento line and will dump this into the flower. And he'll play that with the goal stick, leave it to the defense now. 17 minutes left to go in this first period. John here with you, commentating from the ESPN TSN feed right now. As this is cleared in, Spurgeon will watch this go near the right side wall, and the Jets will flip it back down. And this could be a race for a hybrid ice. It actually was canceled off, so we'll still be under play here. Middleton now trying to get around Nikolai Ehlers. As the Jets have now near the right side of the red line, keep it alive now near the wall. As still trying to stay with it there is Adam Lowry. He gets tripped up a little bit. Middleton is in his face as he gets knocked down. Medzuccarello will take a look at it, but this will go with the Jets. They'll flip around and try to shoot this thing. It gets blocked. Pick up in the high slot. Dylan DeMello lets it go into the screen, but it hits the right side of the glass. Mason Appleton now gets through the couple of stick blades, and it goes all the way back to the right side of the blue line before a diving shot block sends it down for Morrissey. Morrissey gets it now. Here's the bomb. Picked up by the Jets in the slot. Scores! Jets did not stop working. And I think that's Adam Lowry's goal. It was a fortuitous bounce, but it was great work by the Jets to continue to keep the puck in the zone. And they draw first blood. 16-07. Left to go in this first. Adam Lowry with a diving shot block. We'll keep it alive. Mason Appleton now near the right side of the wall. Here comes the bomb as it was recollected, and then off with the deflection. It was Nito Niederreiter with a spin turnaround shot. Adam Lowry, first to the rebound on the doorstep. Puts it past Marc-Andre Fleury, and it's a 1-0 lead for Winnipeg. So that's a good start for the Jets. Again, they just need one point. They get two. They're going to clinch wild card two, and this is all said and done. So we'll have back-to-back uh, -back games where playoff spots were clinched or teams will be eliminated, and that's kind of what I was hoping for in doing the first two games to give you a little bit of set of intrigue for those that follow along on Twitter Spaces and YouTube at John Ryan Up. Here's Minnesota now in their own end. We'll see if they can answer. Again, Minnesota, they do have something to play for, but in all likelihood they will not get the second or first seed in the Central. Boldy, here's a cross pass, and this goes just wide of the right side of the crease of Connor Hellebuck is. Minnesota now starts to wheel and deal near the left side of the wall, and this gets recollected by Peon. Jets trying to get this out of their own end. They have one shot and one goal. As this is slapped out of the air from a sauce pass, Brodeen will go from a severe angle, and that bounces off the right side of the glass as the Wilds stay with it. So now they have some possession. As this will go D to D. Freddie Goudreau fake the slap shot. He's still patient with it now near the right dot. He's bumped off the puck by Brandon Dillon, and now the Jets will collect this across the red line. Mark Scheifele keeps it alive off the backhand. A little bit of miscommunication there with Kyle Connor, but it's a three on two. The Jets have the three, and the 
Wild to go offside. So 14-50 in the first. Minnesota Wild got three shots. Winnipeg's got one shot, one goal, courtesy of Adam Lowry. That was good work from the Niederreiter line, Adam Lowry, everybody else. They kept it alive with Morrissey. And the shot from Niederreiter in the middle of the slot gets deflected. Lowry picks it up and puts the rebound past the flower. And that's where we are right now. So it's a offensive zone draw win. Marco Rossi able to get a piece of it, but the Jets will clear it out. Jacob Middleton leaves it here for Marco Rossi as this bounces off the right side of the wall. And here's a race for Sam Steele. Now near the right side of the faceoff dot, it's Jacob Middleton. He'll fire through the traffic. This one bounces off of Dewar, and the Jets will try to get this one out as it's picked up near the right side of the wall. And now Lowry is offside. It's 14-24 in the first. It's still three shots to one. Winnipeg has the lead. Again, they get one point of any variety tonight. Even a win will get this done. That's what they want because they want to get a win against Minnesota. They haven't done so in the season series, but one point of any variety will clinch WC2, and that's where they're going to be. They can't move any higher. 14-24 in the first. Drone on here with you on the play-by-play. -play. Thank you for joining me tonight. It's Kevin Stenland in for the neutral zone draw against Dewar. So Dewar is uh, waiting there. Sacramento line in, and there was other company there from Minnesota pushing a little bit on this faceoff. A little bit of a warning there from the Zebras because you're going to get a kick out and you get an automatic penalty on that side and that's going to be done. You can't get kicked out twice. So here's Brandon Dumain against Kevin Stenlin and the forward lost it to the centerman. That's how it usually goes. Stenlin wins it but neutral zone pickup here. Here comes the Minnesota Wild. Here's Dewar off of the pass out of the air off the sauce and this gets recollected here by the Winnipeg Jets. Stenland. He overskates it, allows Dewar to clear as it touches the stick of Connor Hellebuck. 14 minutes left to go in this first frame. Still three shots to one. That's all we got right now, almost through seven minutes of action. Here comes Dylan DeMello. He's going to be the quarterback here off of the stretch pass from 50 feet, but it eludes everybody as Wheeler can't locate it, but it's in behind the office here as this is picked off now. Stenland. Trying to get this across, D to D. Here's DeMello with the ricochet, and that goes off the left pad of Marc-Andre Fleury and sent back down by Dylan DeMello. Winnipeg will get some wholesale line changes as DeMello is offside, so alongside with the rest of these Jets. That's the third time they've done so. Let's go to commercial break. The Jets are out in front, one nothing in the first. So we're back underneath the action now. It's a neutral zone draw that gets recollected by the Wild and slammed down the kick plate as Connor Hellebuck will touch. They'll leave this to the defensive partner off of a long pass and now picked up near the right side of the wall as it gets knocked away from Dylan DeMello and Nito Niederreiter. Here's a shot now that gets blocked as the Jets will try to take this the other way. As it's picked off, Brandon Domain will try to be the first to get to it. Man, my windows on the computer are really messing up here right now. I'm going to have to do a restart. As this is flipped up by Dylan DeMello, and now he's got this in his own end. It is a slow start right now, admittedly, but that is what we're seeing right now, as this is collected by Neil Pionk. They took a long time off of the breakout opportunity, but this will allow the Wild to recollect this in their own end with Marc-Andre Fleury. Here's a chance for Jared Spurgeon. He joins off the rush. It's a drop pass. Some good work there for Dewar. Here's the fake slap, and the Jets will just throw a stick at it, but they're not going to be able to clear this out as the Wild have some puck possession as this bounces off of uh, Dobson, and now recollected 
by the Jets. Mark Shifley tries to get a race for it, but this will fall to the flower, and he'll send this back around the end boards now. This will be recollected by Shifley, and that is a humongous glove save by Mark andre Fleury. He does the flash where he spins it all the way around and shows the puck, and that is enough to be able to get the job done on that end, and we get an offensive zone draw upcoming. So the Jets, admittedly, all they need to do is get one point in this game to be able to get the job done. So far, so good. We will see if that continues to dictate and be the case for it, as this is an opportunity off an offensive zone draw here for the Jets. And we'll see if someone's going to get kicked out there. Looking at Marc-Andre Fleury right now on the Winnipeg side for TSN cameras as this is won by the Wild, and Spurgeon, the captain, will recollect, he'll throw this back to his defensive partner and Jacob Middleton, and we'll start again, but not before he'll peel back into his own end behind the flower. So Middleton, he's being harassed by a couple of offensive four-checkers, one of them being Ehlers, as this is collected now by Johansson toward the right side wall. Here's the sauce pass, and one of the Jets' defenders stood in the right spot, as it's sent back around, that was Vladimir Mestikov that got a piece of it. Here's a long slapper, and Spurgeon was able to walk right into it, but this bounces in the netting. They get a stoppage at 11.37. There we go, now the window's going to load. So Marc-Andre Fleury, 2007 to 2023, most consecutive years in the playoff in NHL history. How about 17 straight for the flower here, Larry Murphy, 18 on that side. That was a defenseman for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Red Wings. So that was all company on that side. 17 years for Marc-Andre Fleury. And that might be his last. That's what they say. He's going to retire with the Wild. He likes it here. As this is collected now by the Wild in their own end is Felino Gets a chance to hold on and behind the office. You know, Pionk trying to cut him off with a little bit of a body contact and a hold in behind. Connor Hellebuck. And the referee is making sure this puck is still moving. They can blow this dead at any time if there isn't any. And now Marco Rossi will send this back around. Here's a bomb of a slap shot, and Hellebuck saw it in amongst the Redwoods. There was Felino there. There was Rossi there off the bomb. John Klingberg was the one that went to go, but it's saved by Hellebuck with 11.02 in the first. So I appreciate you guys uh, following along. On Twitter Spaces and YouTube, if you want to interact with me on the Twitter Spaces side, it's the same as the handle, John Ryan Ott, all one word, if you want to be able to join in here with me. Again, I will have an announcement at the end of the first period. Stay tuned for that. It's not so great news, but I have to let everybody know if you're still following along at that point. But we will finish off this first period play-by-play. -play. We're almost at the halfway marker. As this is cleared by the Jets, they will get a chance to... Get a piece of it now, and behind the office of Connor Hellebuck. And now Spurgeon will send this back around as one of the Jets knocks down. It was uh, one of the Wild back up there in front. Here's a race for the puck, but it'll be Marc-Andre Fleury near the right side circle. He'll just play this off the end boards. Rossi tries to bank it out, and Shifley will get it, but this bounces past the blue line of Morrissey. We'll have to go back into the neutral zone and pick it back up as the Wild. Send this back around, and this will go to Jonas Brodeen and the defensive partner of Matt Dumba. So Dumba now, he'll be patient. You got Vlad Nemestikov is the one that's going to forecheck, 
This kind of reminds me of when the Tampa Bay Lightning played in the Stanley Cup Finals against the Avalanche. Anytime they were an anomaly, they took a long time in behind their breakouts. And even at Ball Arena, they'd be steadily booed. Both of these teams are doing so right now. Looking for a patient breakout bomb pass as Dean Edmondson looks on. 10.08 left to go in the first. Drone out here with you on the call. It is a slow and tenuous start. But you can imagine that both teams have just played last night and they got to play now. It's a very meaningful game for Winnipeg. They get a point in any variety. They are in WC2. They can move no higher. So it'll be an opportunity here for Dewar on the draw. But he gets punched out, it looks like. And this will be picked off by the Jets. This will be sent back down into the defensive zone. And they can look to start again left to right. Here's Wheeler with a stretch pass. And now we'll pull it back. Here is Ehlers, and we'll get this across the right side of the wall, but this gets intercepted in the wild. They don't have numbers, but they'll chip this in deep, and a hand is in the air. I think this one is going to be called a power play. will be picked up here, and I will see if this gets uh, clarified. So when we go to back from the break, somebody's going on the power play, and once that gets updated, I'll let you know who it is. So Blake Wheeler gets busted for a hook on Brandon Dumain. That will put the Wild on the power play. And here's a quick little wrister toward the right circle. And that's fired on the left side of the glass. And Minnesota will start again. It's the first power play of the contest. It's 9.30 left to go in the first. As this will be sent back down. And Minnesota will have to get there in time as it's Kirill Kaprizov. First time I've been able to call his name as Minnesota just got a few of their other normal forwards into the lineup. Maybe they were getting a little bit of a rest as well. You can do so because Minnesota's probably stuck where they are. Here's a shorthanded opportunity off the skate, but this gets recollected away from Adam Lowry, and now it's Matt Zuccarello. This will be sent back here for John Klingberg, and all the way back here for Kirill Kaprizov. You know who the master of the power play is there as he gains the entry, drops it out of the right wing and out of the right D side as this is shot on and this is blocked by Dillon but this will be recollected now by the Minnesota Wild here's an opportunity as they'll send this back across here for Matt Zuccarello now in the high slot it's John Klingberg now back to Zuccarello near the left side dot trying to find a pass in the middle of the circles that was Jared Spurgeon and this is sent back down the ice by the Winnipeg Jets they get the clear that they need. Still 35 seconds left to go in the first power play of the contest. Drone on here with you. Watching this one on the TSN side. We will see if we continue to stay with that. I might flip to the Minnesota feed because it's pretty dark on this. And as I said, as it's now Jared Spurgeon trying to get a chance for the puck. As Sam Steele's also out there as well. Dean Evans make a little bit of change there with Felino. Neil Pionk trying to locate it. There's just a massive humanity in behind the office near the left post of Connor Hellebuck. But now Minnesota, the all-green jerseys, will get this across. You have the dark green and the forest green a little bit as the color scheme. As this bounces away from Spurgeon, recollected now by Felino, given back to Jared. He'll send this pass across the right side. Here comes the slap shot, and this gets deflected. The penalty is over, and this will be a chance for Blake Wheeler to get back on the ice. There he is, near the right side of the dot. As the Jets try to get this out of their own end, but it's a Minnesota wild stick that brushes this in deep, and then Spurgeon, he's been out there for a long time. As this gets picked off by the Jets, and they'll try to hold this near the right side of the boards. Sent back around here, Minnesota will chase it. Trying to ever push this in deep, and behind the office of Hillebuck. 7.15, want to go in the first. As the Jets will finally collect, and it looks like they'll be able to 
flip this down with Dylan Sandberg, but it only gets him through the neutral zone as Minnesota doesn't really give the Jets quarter just yet, and they push it back into the defensive zone. Jets. Sandberg with his outstretched pass. They gain the red line. Now they'll get in the offensive zone of the Jets, and a hopeful pass in the middle. This will get picked off. It'll be Mark Shifley, and now they'll look for Schmidt. And that was a great pass, and now Winnipeg scores. It's Mark Shifley. I was so flabbergasted that the first pass actually found Nate Schmidt. It was a long outstretched pass, I believe, on the other end. I'm going to take a look at where this uh, line is constructed. Maybe Pierre-Luc Dubois. So that was Dubois off the first. Here's Shifley collecting the right side wall. Here's a long pass by Pierre-Luc Dubois, and it takes a crazy deflection again. It bounces off the outside of the cage off of the next pass attempt. It went from the right dot to the left dot back to the right, and on that second attempt to the right, it bounced off the outside of the cage and allowed Mark Shifley to get an easy rebound, and it's a 2 nothing lead for the Winnipeg Jets. They are doing themselves a humongous favor. It's just four shots to four, but Winnipeg's got a two-goal lead, and all they needed was one point. They're in a good position here to clinch WC2 and not have to worry about anything else. Game 82 is going to be completely meaningless because they can't move up or move down or anywhere else. So Domain will try to get this one out now as the Jets continue to press with Kyle Connor. Shifley will sweep this around the end boards for Dylan DeMello. And now the slap shot through more see through traffic. It bounces off the left side of the glass. As Shifley looks to collect, the ref jumps out of the way and lets him pick this up off the forehand. The right hand shot of Shifley is kept now near the right side of the boards as they will continue to matriculate this thing around the horn. Good puck possession here by the Jets as it's Pierre-Luc Dubois finally got it rustled away from him as it's been all Jets. Again, it's only 4-4 on the shot board and they got a couple of bounces but you got to make your own luck and that first and second line right now for Rick Bonus, they're doing a great job. So Kirill the Thrills got it now. And this is toward the left side of the end boards, and now this will go back in the high slot. Minnesota try to move this thing here as a slap a wrist shot through traffic as it's collected now near the left side of the red line for Matt Zuccarello. Zuccarello, patient, will fire it into the screen, but all this does is hit the high end of the glass as Minnesota tries to push this back down deep. The Forest Green will collect now and spin this back around the end boards with Matt Zuccarello, but it's picked off by Neil Pionk. It's sent back down across the red line, and Wheeler will do the same. He'll push this in deep of the Minnesota end. 4.55 left to go in the first. Winnipeg enjoying a 2-0 lead now. Here's the entry. There's a chance for Jonas Brodeen, and Hellebuck swallows it up, makes the save, and we get a stoppage at 4.49. Jets now up 2-0, and they're feeling good. Mark Shifley with the latest goal. Jets got to feel good right now as we come back from the break of 5 4.45 left to go here in this first drawn out here with you. It's an opportunity for Winnipeg to clinch WC2 tonight and pretty much make game 82 meaningless. They can't move up or down. They got a 2-0 lead, and here's a rush by Minnesota, and that was an opportunity there for Dumba, as this is picked up now by the Wild. Near the right side dot, they'll be patient, and behind the net of Hellebuck, they'll take the wraparound. Still stay with it as John Klingberg. He rolled that the whole way. Klingberg is going to die. We try to knock this one down, and he does. They send this across the blue paint as this gets recollected off of a reverse hit. Winnipeg Jets were the ones that threw it, and Klingberg gets knocked down. 
as this is recollected here by Morrissey. Morrissey now trying to get this out of his own end. Is, here's a pass attempt that almost brushes off the skate of one of the Jets, but it does create an opportunity for John Merrill to take some time in behind his office. Again, for Minnesota, they want to be able to uh, feel good, but again, for Winnipeg, they haven't won a game in this series. This is the fourth and final meeting. Minnesota took the first three all pretty handily. So Winnipeg gets a chance to maybe finish it. They'd still lose the series, but if they pick up any point at all, that's all they care about. It. Minnesota's probably stuck at uh, the central third spot. Here's Morrissey. And a pass gets knocked away from Spurgeon off the stick lift as he's able to steal it. And this is sent back down the ice. So this will be iced against the Wild, so their offensive personnel cannot change. 318 left in the first. <clears throat> so it is six shots to four in favor of Minnesota right now, Matt Boulding. And that was Marcus Johansson with the latest opportunity. And that one was just brushed aside by Hellebuck. Again, Hellebuck over the last couple games, especially the Jets, and then right now against Minnesota, it's not been very tested, but at least you'll be able to see David Riddick in game 82, and Connor Hellebuck will get a little bit of a rest before they get into the postseason. Most likely against the Golden Knights, that would be what it is if the season ended today. There's still just a couple games left for most teams. Some teams have three left. Some teams only have one. So it's between 79 and 81 at this point. 255 left to go in the first. This bounces off Neil Pionk near the right side of the glass. Try to get a jumping glove on it or Shifley. And he wins the puck off to some body contact. And now he'll just hold on to the boards as he'll spin this down near the right side dot. This gets replugged there as it's dropped from Ehlers, and now Pionk will do the same. We'll matriculate this around the end boards. 2.30 left to go in the first. Winnipeg up 2-0 as this is a race for the puck off the windmill dig. Here's Dewar. He'll spin, take his time, drop it here for Domain. Domain now here for Merrill. Merrill will take a shot into the traffic, and this will bounce right, right back to Connor Dewar. Now he's going to work his way to the high slot as they were in the slot. Now they're in the high slot. Near the right side of the faceoff dot, he gets centered out in front and stopped right in front of the net was Ryan Reeves. He likes to take his shirt off and have all those tattoos. He could have lifted one right in front of Hellebuck. He just found it. The rebound fell right to him. John Merrill now will race in, try to knock this away from DeMillo. Dispossesses him here. Near the right side dot, Hellebuck comes all the way out. Almost near the right dot, makes the save. He cuts off the angle. As the puck goes in the inboards off the save attempt, it'll be an offensive zone draw here for the Wild. So, Connor Hellebuck, it was his first two big-time primo opportunities to make a save at the end of the first. Klingberg, Reeves, they were the ones that pressed the puck. And Hellebuck, you can understand why he stood tall. He's got four shutouts on the season so far. He's a damn good goaltender. And Ryan Reeves got absolutely stonewalled. Again, he's not the hands of stone on that side, but still. Those are good saves, especially when you get in the middle of the circles. So 151 on the first. As this will be another attempt at the draw was dropped unfairly, so the Zebras will get set to do this again. And now this is time number three as fans getting a little impatient. Hartman gets booted out of the draw, but it'll be Matt Zuccarello. And this will go to the Winnipeg Jets. And now a hand is in the air with 147. So it'll be the second time today that Minnesota will get a power play as Dylan DeMello, I believe, got busted with a high stick. That should be the call here with 147. So Minnesota 
has 13 seconds of carryover time in the second period if they should not score in this end of the first. But they can have something to feel good about at the end of the first if they score now. And a big-time cross-check that was DeMillo on Hartman just pretty much took his bucket off the top of his head. You can't do that. 18-13, he got busted for it. 147 left to go in our first drone here with you. Minnesota is on their second power play. We're in the land of hockey. We're in Minnesota as this is flipped down the ice at Excel Energy Center. Mark andre Fleury will take a look and he'll drop this here for John Klingberg. And Klingberg will be off to the races right to left for the rest of this first. Down to 90 seconds left to go in the first frame. As it's recollected, now Spurgeon and Johansson. They play crisscross here with Matt Zuccarello. It's four offensive players to 1D. John Klingberg is the lone defenseman. And now this will be Johansson. Drop it here for Zuccarello in the high slot. Zuccarello patient. I'll give it back to Johansson near the left side of the red line. Now sent back around the horn. Minnesota now near the right dot. They'll drop it here for Klingberg. Klingberg still holding on to it. He lets it go. This bounces off the wall. And it's found by Helduck somehow amongst the trees. It was Johansson and Kirill Kaprizov on the doorstep, but it was solved by Hellebuck as he makes another save. He's 9 for 9 right now. Marc-Andre Fleury is 2 for 4. As we're getting ready to end this first frame, it's a 2 nothing lead for the Winnipeg Jets. One point in any variety. They clinch WC2, and it's all done in the West. We'll take a look at the rest of the playoff races when we get into the intermission. As it's sent back down the ice by Winnipeg, they're going to try to go a perfect two for two. But if Minnesota doesn't score, they'll have about 13 seconds left of carryover time in the middle stanza. As this is a nice entry pass off the right side of the red line is Kirill Kaprizov in his short side shot. Swallowed up there by Connor Hellebuck. And now Kirill Kaprizov didn't like the fact that he was uh, facing a little bit of limber, lumber right to his face. And he throws out a few cross-checks of his own as we get an offensive zone draw upcoming here for the Wild. 55 seconds left to go in the power play. 42 seconds left to go in the first. So 41 minutes right now in our YouTube start time of this stream. Again, I will be here for you today in entirety between this rest of the second and third and the game store will be at hopelessportsguide.wordpress.com. As far as everything else, I will have to leave you that announcement at the end of this first. So, 42 seconds left to go in this first period, as this is a trip right off of the draw. And Minnesota fans, they have their hands in the air right now, as Freddie Gaudreau and Kirill Kaprizov got taken out. And now there is some big-time words, although the Zebras have separated it in between Hartman, Kaprizov, Everyone else like that just to see what is going to be called. The fans don't like it. 53 seconds left in Minnesota's power play. Rick Bonus looks on. And this looks to be a yet another penalty. And this was right off the draw again. So once it was set to be taken there by Freddie Gaudreau. And it was a stick into the skate of the legs that took out Kirill Kaprizov. Not to mention Sacramento line and also probably got a piece of his face with the stick. So high sticking, that's what Menelanen is called for. And Minnesota is on a 5-on-3 power play for 53 seconds. This will carry over, at least. We get one, and it's set up here for Kirill Kaprizov with an absolute rocket toward the right circle. But now it's Marc-Andre Fleury to settle it down back in his own end. The Jets get the clear. 2 nothing is the score, although they're trying to kill a two-man disadvantage. It's Boldy. Boldy signed that 7-for-49 deal. 
about a month and a half ago is this is a good shot by Klingberg and that is stoned by Connor Hellebuck and picked off by the Gents and sent back down. So now it's down to eight seconds left to go on the first. Maybe Minnesota's got time for one more rush. They'll have two-man carryover time and they'll have complete power play carryover time. But the Jets pick it up and despite being outshot 13-4 to in that first period and being on a two-man disadvantage of the second, they're up 2 nothing. It was goals courtesy of Shifley, and on the other end, Adam Lowry to begin it in the first and close to end it in the first, and the Jets have a 2-0 lead, point of any variety. They get WC2 today. Come right back, we'll call the second. So as we're back underneath it right now, about 19.05 left to go in the second. Minnesota didn't score on the 5-on-3, and the Jets able to clear this one back down, at least gain it through the neutral zone. They're enjoying a 2-0 lead against the Minnesota Wild. Again, they get any sort of point tonight, that's going to put them in WC2. Fake the slap shot is John Klingberg, as he has this now in the high slot. Stenlund trying to get a block out in front, as this is sent back around here for Klingberg into the traffic, but it bounces off of... Kirill Kaprizov's stick and sent back down the ice. Immediately when I was using the uh, Winnipeg Jets TSN feed, it was very, very dark, so we had to flip over on the Minnesota Wild side of it. And again, it's not my TV part of it. It's just really different looking on the TSN side. So this is picked off now by Dylan DeMello and sent back down the ice where it touches the stick of the flower, Marc-Andre Fleury. So the Wild do have a 12-4 shot advantage. And the Jets have turned a couple pucks over that allowed Wild to get a couple shots. And now they'll turn it over in the middle of the neutral zone. This here's a pickup now by the Jets. And now here's an outstretch pass up the one-on-one. -on -one. It's Nikolai Ehlers. Ehlers looking for the sauce, trying to find Blake Wheeler. And I'll send this back around, but it's picked off now by Jonas Brodin. Now back toward the defensive end of the Winnipeg Jets, as it's an opportunity off of a pickoff by Dylan DeMello and now Ehlers will spin this back around as it bounces off of Kyle Connor and now Matt Dumba from Jonas Brodin Dumba has it it gained the red line off the wrist shot entry now it's Freddie Gaudreau near the office of Connor Hellebach as he gets picked off the puck near the left side of the red line and this will go back into the neutral zone where Pierre-Luc Dubois has it try to get it toward the right side of the wall drop it for Connor now here's a sauce pass for Dylan Dylan patient he works his way off the deflection, and this bounces away from the left side of the glass. I thought it might actually hit Mark Shifley. But now here is Ryan Reeves. He's going to try to gain the entry off the windmill, fight through the contact against Pionk. And now there's 17 minutes left to go in the second, as this will be in the defensive end for Jared Spurgeon. The captain will pick this down the ice, and Ryan Reeves, he got around Dylan, but then he lost the puck, as this will be a chance for the Jets to gain the entry for Adam Lowry. He was the one that scored the first goal in this game as the Jets are enjoying a 2-0 lead despite being on shot 12-4. Morrissey will go ahead and collect as he's got it now and spins this around. Again, Josh Morrissey, absolutely incredible offensive year, about 86 assists on that side and counting. I mean, that's ridiculous as Rick Bonus just seems to have unlocked anything that Morrissey's had. He's always been a good defender, but it's an outrageous amount of apples and setups as Morrissey now tries to get this in the offensive zone, but this will be picked off by Mason Appleton and now recollected as the Wild will get a chance to spin this around the kick plate with Spurgeon. Boldy comes together with Morrissey as he tries to go ahead and find the puck. Jacob Milton will gain the entry and Spurgeon stuck in his own end as this bounces off of the skate of Boldy 
and sent back down the ice where it will be recollected by the defensive partner of the Winnipeg Jets and Dylan DeMello. He'll drop it here for Morsi, and now Nikolai Ehlers try to break out of his own end. This will be Mason Appleton. This will spin and pivot. And now here is a Morgan Barron shot that goes in between the five hole of Flurry. He holds on and makes the save of 15.45. Left to go in the second. Drone on here with you. I have switched the feed from uh, Bally Sports Minnesota side of it. Fewest goals allowed, 60 minutes by defenseman Nate Schmidt, 1.36. And you have Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodin, 1.67, 1.71 in the back end. They mix between all of the Boston Bruins, Matt Grizzlick, Brandon Carlo, and Hampus Lindholm. You wonder why that is, but you also have Linus Olmark on that end. And that's a little bit of a sarcastic remark on my end, but you get my point. Good goaltending also makes it pretty good on that side, because again, you think about Connor Hellebuck, you think about Philip Gustafson. Mark andre Fleury's had a decent year, but Philip Gustafson's really taken off. So between Gustafson, Olmark, and Connor Hellebuck, you got good defense and you got good goaltending. It seems to go hand in hand. So Wheeler against Ryan Hartman as this is picked up by Merrill off of the defensive zone faceoff win. This will take a bad bounce. This will allow the Jets to be able to get something on, but it goes off the left skate of John Merrill and then sent in through the middle of the slot as it's recollected. Kirill Kaprizov, he's going to have to make something happen on his own. He can do that, but a good half-hip check there by Dylan DeMello takes him off the puck, and Vlad Nemestikov will have to spin this around the embankment as this will be an opportunity for the Jets off of a sauce pass. And this is picked up across the red line. And now offsides is Ryan Hartman with 15-14 left to go in the second. Still 2 nothing Jets. Nothing so far to speak of in this second period. John here with you doing the play-by-play. -play. If the Jets get any sort of point today, they lock up WC2. They can't go any lower. They can't go any higher. So game 82 will be some rest there for Connor Hellebuck, I'd imagine. David Riddick will get his time at that point. That's what the Jets want right now. Again, there was a little bit of a uh, fallback, especially when they were first in January, but they got into the playoffs, and they might draw against the Vegas Golden Knights if things hold as they are. Seattle and Vegas have two meetings to end the regular season, so it should be a good tune-up for both teams, both our playoff teams. This will be recollected here by Barron, near the right side of the red line. And now here's a chance. Barron will get this one back off the return feed. Flurry holds on to it, and he gets the whistle. 14:47. That was some good work there, and I want to make sure that I get this right on that side in between Morgan Barron and Kevin Stenlin off of the give-and-go type of play. And there was Barron near the right side wall. He's going to power his way to the backhand, try to lift it over the mask of Marc-Andre Fleury. But the flower says no, holds on and gets a stoppage. I absolutely love those gold reverse pads there for Marc-Andre Fleury. He looks really good in that Minnesota Forest Green on that side with those pads. That's that's pretty sick. Last 16 starts against the Jets for Fleury, 11-5, two 9-1 goals against, and a 9-12 save percentage, not too bad. And this might be Marc-Andre Fleury's final year, is what they're saying. As this is recollected off of the defensive zone draw win. Again, he is... Uh, Playing for Philip Gustafson off the back-to-back. -back. The Jets really, they could have used David Riddick, but they really need the points. So you got to go with your stalwart and Connor Hellebuck in net. We'll get a chance to play the next day against Colorado. So Johansson off of the stretch, and he fires it wide. It would have been an opportunity for the Wild to at least get this within one, but here's Pierre-Luc Dubois. As he's patient now, he'll leave it here for Kyle Connor. Connor now toward the right side of the dot. He's able to spin right around Boldy 
Now he'll do it again. Spin cycle here. He'll drop it in for Shifley with the bomb. And that's the reason why Shifley's got about 40-some goals on this season. When you're constantly set up in the middle of that circle, the 1T makes a lot of sense. I see that Buffalo is uh, getting destroyed right now by the New Jersey Devils 4-1. to They don't win this game. I think they're out. So they have to win right now. This is flipped up in the air. And this will be into the netting. We get a stoppage with 13.45. That was a little inconspicuous there. But that is indeed what the call is. Still 13 shots to 7 for the Wild. We go to the break. It's still 2-0 Jets, though. It was a break for Marcus Johansson. And this goes off of the armpit of Hellebuck. And he makes a save. So the Jets have this now on the offensive end after our neutral zone faceoff win. This just gets recollected. There's an opportunity for the Jets as they'll flip this back around. They have the Lowry line out there. That is the one that scored the first goal. Nito Niederreiter trying to get some work done. And the left side of the red line, Mason Appleton. Have to go ahead and give this a chase as Jacob Middleton will make a nice pass here for Dewar. And he'll fire this one on to the left side of the glass. And this will bounce back to the Jets. And they'll throw a stick out there just to be able to get this into the neutral zone as Nino Niederreiter gets knocked down in between Jonas Brodeen. And now Niederreiter, this play is going to get blown dead. He's falling on the puck. They're not going to let that happen. So with 12.54 in the second, we get a stoppage. Nino Niederreiter had the puck stuck underneath him. So still 2-0 Jets. And as we've said in the open, and anyone else that joins late, you can throw this in there. If the Jets get a point in any variety, they clinch WC2. Again, they can drop no farther than that. They can move up no farther than that. They will be locked into WC2. And they will play the biggest points leader in the West. Right now, that would be the... Vegas Golden Knights. I happen to think that that could be an intriguing series for the Jets to possibly win in the first round. I don't know if we're going to have all chalk pretty much like we did in the first round of last year's playoffs. Again, I got 7 out of 8 correct on mine. I took the Kings to win Game 7 last year against the Oilers, and that was without Arvidsson. And on the other side, as this is a slap shot for the Jets that miss, Doughty as well wasn't there, and it still went 7 so this is picked up now for Ehlers as he gets stick lifted and Felino will get this one sent back across and now Marco Rossi he's a decent looking young rookie here for Minnesota we'll see if he can continue to get some playing time when it matters most especially again in the postseason as Vlad Nemesikov gets tripped and I think one of the wild actually got hit with the puck on the other end on the way down so two bowling pins go down. We'll have to see what it's going to be called. I think it's going to be a tripping penalty against the Minnesota Wild. That's what started it all. So Marcus Johansson, he's the one that got taken down. He looks slow to get up. Maybe he got hit in the eye with something. He keeps kind of going to the left eye doing this, kind of giving that wink near the visor side of it. Marco Rossi is the one in the box. He tripped Vlad Nemestikov. That is what I saw that was initially going to be called, and then I think on the other end is, yes, he took Vlad Nemestikov out, got his stick underneath the skate, and then off of the clearing attempt, it hit Johansson in the visor. So that's not good on that end. A little bit of friendly fire on accident, but Marco Rossi is the one that goes to the box, and the Jets are on the power play. They should enjoy that because they already have a 2 nothing lead. They score again. This could be a formality here for the Wild because I don't think they're going to be able to do much besides stay in three in the central. They're not going to go down to a wild card spot. They have too many points for that. But the Wild don't have that much to play for as much as the Jets do. And that would only matter for the Wild if they 
came out and started beating up on the Jets to move up in the Central and try to get the two seed or the one, but the two and the three play each other. It's really one or nothing else at this point if you're Minnesota, in all honesty, as it's flipped back down. This goes across to Connor Hellebuck, and he leaves it here for Josh Morrissey. And the Winnipeg Jets have their first opportunity with the man advantage, as it's Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor off the give and go. He's the one that's going to gain the red line and get the entry, as Marc-Andre Fleury will quickly leave us to his defense. And this bounces right in front of Marc-Andre Fleury. That's the third time this game that this has happened. Two of them have been goals for the Jets, and now they have this in the offensive end, but it looks like the Wild will be able to get this out there is Brandon Dumaine. We'll send this back down. He's getting some penalty kill time. We'll throw this back to the D. Spurgeon with a long outstretch pass, but it's picked off by Pierre-Luc Dubois. And now Nito Niederreiter. He'll make some work happen near the left side of the wall. Leave it here for Vlad Domestikov, who was just tripped. Dubois gets away from a hit, and now this will go back to the D side in the high slot. Pierre-Luc Dubois has it now, and he's waiting now between the middle of the circles. It's picked up by Ehlers and Wheeler. Sent back to D now for Morrissey. Here's a chance for Wheeler, and he'll let a wrist shot go. This just hits the left side of the glass. Nito Niederreiter now near the left side of the wall as Ryan Hartman will take a look. It's Josh Morrissey back here for Vlad Nemestikov as this is spun around the inboards again. Recollect for Nino. Now back to Vlad. Vlad patient as he picks it up. It's Blake Wheeler. Now back to Nemestikov. He's still in behind the net. Wheeler near the right side. Dob. They'll go back in. Try to make that pass, it goes off side of the net, Flurry brushes it aside, and Winnipeg's power play is not fruitful as it's sent back down. Into the neutral zone, we're halfway through the second period, John on here with you right now. 2 nothing lead for the Jets. <clears throat> the shot opportunities are low, and maybe you would expect that in this type of game between these two teams. 13 shots to 7, but the Jets have the 2 goal lead despite having the 7 shots. Nino Niederreiter against Spurgeon as it's Matt Zuccarello, and they'll make this long pass. It's Hartman. Have a chance to have it now. It's got Hartman and Kaprizov in on the rush, but it's one on three. Hartman's going to pull back as this will fall to the Jets and Dylan DeMello. DeMello now will get this one from Morgan Barron as Barron lost it. This is picked up by the Jets. They'll just casually flip this across the red line, gain the entry near the right side wall, and dump it in. Hellebuck will take a look at it as it hits the right side of the glass in the stand-up. Just holding on to the middle of that post as this is picked up by the Jets. This will go back to John Klingberg. Again, he was acquired from the Anaheim Ducks at the deadline. And now he's got a chance to make it some playoff hockey again, as he did with Dallas in the other year. As it's flipped back around now, this eludes Matt Zuccarello, but this goes to the other John. John Merrill to John Klingberg, and Klingberg turns it over. Here's an opportunity for Pierre-Luc Dubois. He's patient now, near the right side dot in the high slot. Here comes the bomb off the one tee, and the stick shaft is broken and went farther than the puck. But Fleury saw it, he made the save, and we get a stoppage and go to commercial break. Still 2 nothing Jets with 8.47 left to go in the second. So the Jets, as we come back from the break, they get an offensive zone draw, and Adam Lowry immediately off the faceoff win will set this up for Morrissey with the one tee. And that gets saved by Marc-Andre Fleury, but not before it goes up and out of play. We'll do it again with 8.44 left to go in the second. The Wild have been blanked right now, although it's 13-9 on the shot board. Admittedly, in this game, it's been a very slow start. Not a lot of opportunities, as you would expect that to be the case. 8.34, we get a stoppage here in the second. 
And we have another penalty coming. I believe this one will be against the Wild. Maybe Matt Dumifer high sticking in the face of one of the Jets. I saw somebody holding on to their face on that side, so it is Dumba. He's the one that's going to go to the box, and the Jets now will have their second power play. So the Wild have a couple. Wild actually have three. They had a two-man advantage that they didn't score on, and now the Jets will get to their second. So Dumba, yeah, he got the stick right up in the face of number 55, Mark Shifley. That is a very easy call. Brush toward the right side of the visor, almost maybe toward the right side of the eye on that part. That's not a good look, so Matt Dumba will be sent to the box for high sticking. No shots on the Jets' power play, the first one. Brodine, Johansson, Freddie Gaudreau, and Jared Spurgeon. Those will be the defensive pairings right now as they try to kill this man advantage here for the Jets. So they try to clear. They can't do it. Josh Morris able to keep it in for Kyle Connor. Here's an opportunity as this was centered out in front for Ehlers and Shifley. He'll work his way in the high slot just to hold it in. And now the Jets will fire this off the glass, but this isn't cleared again. And now the Jets have a third opportunity to make something happen. Kyle Connor dancing, trying to create space. There's a chance for Ehlers. Connor sent this across for Shifley. He lets a ripper go near the left dot, but that got blocked before it hit Marc-Andre Fleury. Now two on two, shorthanded. Here's a long shot, and the rebound got sent wide off the outside of the cage. And now here's a rush for Connor. It's one on three. Here comes Shifley, joins the rush. Connor's still with it. He'll spin, trying to keep it alive. But this is recollected by Brandon Dumain. Dumain, he gains the entry here. Hold up, slows, and shoots right in the five hole of Hellebuck, and he'll play the puck just in time before the whistle is blown dead as it's Shifley trying to get in through the neutral zone. Here's a outstretched pass that will find Nikolai Ehlers, but it looks like Shifley never stopped skating. He's off sides. 56 seconds left to go in the Winnipeg Man Advantage. That is their second. 7.29 left to go in the middle frame. John Under with you doing the play-by-play. -play. This time we got the Valley Sports Minnesota feed on that, and I switched it from TSN. We're watching this on ESPN+. Plus. I thank you guys for joining me in between the Twitter spaces and the YouTube side. This is one point, and you get in. Pretty much that's all the Jets need. They will clinch WC2. And again, they can move up no farther. They can't move down any. They'll be locked in. So you would think David Riddick's going to play game 82, and the Jets will get as much rest as humanly possible before they maybe play the Golden Knights in the first round. That's what it would be if it ended today. As this is recollected, Wheeler, his backhand. This will be found by Vlad Nemestikov. He takes a hit, but he keeps it in. And now Ehlers will send this back around. Ehlers now with a chance for Kyle Connor as he picks it back up. It's Vlad Nemestikov. He's back in the zone after taking a hit. Now he's being held by Felino as this will fall back to Neil Pionk. Here comes the wrist shot off the deflection. And a couple contact everywhere. Flurry gets knocked down, jumps out of the air. He's back to his feet. Jets still with this thing in the high slot. Here's Vlad Nemestikov on his off wing. And this gets sent to the net and taken away as it's sent down the ice by Minnesota, but only through the neutral zone. So they killed the penalty, but the Jets are still trying to press. Nito Niederreiter now trying to get this with the help of Neil Pionk as he's pressed in there a little bit alongside Vlad Nemestikov. If somebody loses a bucket, I believe that is uh, Brodine, and this will go the other way here for the Minnesota Wild. Here's a chance for Spurgeon. Spurgeon now trying to keep it alive, but it'll fall to Brandon Dillon and the Winnipeg Jets. We're on the 6.05 in this middle frame. Morgan Barron will drop it here for Adam Lowry. It's a third line side right now for Rick Bonus' squad and Barron. And behind the office of Marc-Andre Fleury as Lowry sent this around. This takes a crazy carom 
As this still goes near the right side of the red line now, the Jets just continue to spin with this in behind the net. Great keep in there by Dylan DeMello. And this goes off the left blocker of the flower as it's picked up now by the Jets again. They've done a great job in this game, even though they haven't had a lot of shots. Neither team has, but they've done a great job carrying this puck and trying to make sure that they're patient. And that worked out a couple times with a couple rebound opportunities, especially in the first. They got a 2-0 lead. No goals yet in this second. Just 25 shots on goal combined. 14 for the Wild, 11 for the Jets. They'll fire one on. Now on the high slot, here's Dewar with the cross pass. Big save for Hellebuck as he stops it with the right pad. 5-13. We go to a commercial break. Connor Hellebuck makes a big save again, this time near the left dot as he robbed Matt Zuccarello. And we'll see what happens in the rest of the second when we come back. So back underneath the action now, this is a defensive zone draw win for Adam Lowry, and this will fall back to the Johns. That's what they are right now, John Merrill and John Klingberg, the third line sign for Dean Evans and Squad, and my name is John as well. As you're listening to the play-by-play -play side, we're at Excel Energy Center in Minnesota in the state of hockey. I do like Hockey Town in Detroit, that is my team in the Red Wings, but Minnesota is the state of hockey. And the Golden Gophers... They played a close game against the Quinnipiac Bobcats the other day, not too long ago, but that defensive shell didn't hold up, and Quinnipiac got their first title. As Nito Niederreiter sends us here to Marc-Andre Fleury, we covered that game even before the COVID stipulations for myself. So that was an exciting call. This one may not be as much as I'm trying to not yell as much as I usually do. As this is picked up here for Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor now, number 81, the Michigan man. Has it near the right side of the dot. I'll drop it in for Morrissey. Here's a more of a slap pass. This will be for Ehlers anyway. Still battling for the puck. It was just a host of Wild and Jets in the middle of the circles. And nobody could locate it. And what's gone officially final is the Devils 6, the Sabres 2. I think that puts the Sabres out of the postseason picture, period. The way that that is going to end up working out. Josh Morrissey. As this one is sent back from DeMello, Morrissey now trying to keep this alive off the backhand on the left side of the blue line as Vlad Nemestikov is back out there. Spun off the puck as Spurgeon, and now Klingberg is going to have to help this out as this will fall to Shifley. Shifley on the high slot and fan on the one-timer was a huge opportunity off the shot for Dylan Sandberg, and it's sent back into the neutral zone, but quickly back in. Mark Shifley's pass will bounce in between the right side dot is the Wild. We'll flip it back down. And this will be a race for the puck. And this will be recollected by the Jets. As the Jets now try to get this out of their own end. Again, they want to go right to left for the rest of the second. Left to right for the Minnesota Wild for the rest of the second frame. Only about three minutes left to do so right now. The Jets are in great standing to lock up WC2. That's where they'll be stuck in. As there's only one game left for them in the regular season. And that will be against the Colorado Avalanche, at least for them. It won't mean much on that end as long as they get this done tonight. 2.40 left to go in the second, so they can let David Riddick play. This will be collected now for Dumba. Dumba now drops it off for Foligno off the give-and-go. He takes a long shot that gets bounced by the Jets. But this is still near the right side dot as it hits off the referee. This will stay in. Here comes the slap shot. Body contact everywhere as one of the Jets falls down. Off of the shot block, but now here comes Neil Pionk off the entry, and his chance gets deflected. Adam Lowry can't locate it, but Felino does for the Wild. This will drop this back there for Dewar. And now Dumba will get his outstretched pass, where the Jets will pick it off into the neutral. Here's Dylan. 
Dillon will flip it out of the air. This bounces off a couple of hands, but this will fall to Jonas Brodeen. Gain the red line. As we'll go ahead and take a change. He's right near the player's bench anyway. As it's Mason Appleton, it's a one-on-one -on -one the other way. He'll just drop it here for Dillon, trying to find something in the high slot for Morgan Barron. Marc-Andre Fleury, it was contested in behind his cage, but he was able to make the pass clean. 15 shots to 13 in favor of the Wild, but they haven't scored yet. They're down 2-0. A backhand opportunity is brushed aside for Connor Hellebuck. And now near the left side, Wall Jets will try to break out near the right. As this is a chance for Mako Sinalainen, and or uh, Saku Menalainen, excuse me, I mix the M and the S, and he uh, knocks it off near the right side wing. This will fall back to Dylan DeMello, and this goes off the left side of the blocker there. Barron can't get to it, but picked up off by... McAlinen with a chance, and that one is just lost, and Dylan DeMello will wind and fire. Is Sacramento lining again? Here with DeMello as he pushes. This goes off the left pad of Flurry. Now the Jets are buzzing, and this is important. This is at the end of the second period. They get another goal lead. This is probably over. They're already up by two. Here's a rush, and they cancel it off. Eagler's trying to stay on his feet. Jacob Middleton is the one that's bothering him. It's all Jets right now at the end of the second period. 15-13 still on the shop board. All of those got blocked before it ever hit Flurry. And now the Wild. They need a change. They get this out of their neutral zone as the Jets mercifully send this one back in. Marc-Andre Flurry will leave a drop to his defense. They look for a 170-foot stretch pass. That is an iced. The Wild able to beat it. And now they'll keep it alive here for 20 seconds left to go in the second as the ref just can't get out of the way and behind of the middle of the office there for Connor Hellebuck. We're down to the 15 seconds left to go in the second period. This is loose in the middle of the circles, just brushed aside by a stick there by the Jets. They'll fire it on, and off the deflection, Hellebuck says no. Down to three seconds now, but this will find the Jets. They get this into the neutral zone, and that ends the second. No goals in that second, but the Jets, most importantly, still have a two-goal lead. So when we come back, the Jets are still up by a pair. And if this holds, they're going to take WC2. There was a lot of action in the last couple minutes there for the Jets. And they had some pressure on Marco Andre Fleury, but it was the Wild with a few shot blocks that kept the score still at two. So for audio recorder purposes, since we have a development, I will flip back to the Winnipeg Jets and the Minnesota Wild. It's still 2 nothing Winnipeg as you get set to take on the third period. We have a humongous development here in uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh now is down 3-1 to one against the Chicago Blackhawks with four minutes left to go in the third. They're on the power play right now. If they don't pick up any points against the Chicago Blackhawks, they could very well find themselves out of the playoffs where they would have to have the New York Islanders lose in regulation in Game 82 and Pittsburgh would have to win in regulation in Game 82 to get in. Rather than just winning out and automatically being guaranteed, they might not get anything against the Blackhawks. But they're on the power play right now with 3.55 left. And Evgeny Malkin gets his shot blocked as this will fall back now. 3.45. The Penguins try to gain the entry there with Chris Letang as they flip this around the end board. Sidney Crosby now from Letang. He's near the right side wall. Try to get it back to Sid the Kid, but this is picked off by Seth Jones. And they'll flip it all the way down on the other end for Tristan Jari. So Gino has it now, 3.25 left to go at PPG Paints. This is unbelievable right now that the Penguins might not get anything against the Blackhawks. And again, the Flames 
found themselves like this last week before they played the Jets. And if it wasn't the case before, maybe they wouldn't have been eliminated by Nashville. But there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts on that side. But Pittsburgh needs to win a big game right now, and they're losing. As an empty net on the other end. This is a chance for a 6-on-4. So Tristan Jari has left the goal crease at 6-on-4. And Pittsburgh needs two goals. So Ricard Raquel, he lost it. And Chicago takes a chance at the empty net. And this goes off the post of the left side of the yawning cage. And Pittsburgh is still alive. 2.35 left to go in the third. This is another entry here for Sidney Crosby. Latang now toward the right side of the wall. Zeph Jones will get it to his defensive partner. I think it's Caleb and Zeph Jones out there right now. And this will be recollected by Chris Latang and Gino. He's been out there for a long time. Rust will send this back down. And there's some booing right now at PPG Paints of the hometown team. They're not liking what they're seeing. Here's a chance for Rust. He tried to pivot and drag. Now cleared down the ice, and this one goes wide. And now it is, it is iced. Six on five. It is an empty net that was just iced as it expired. Boris Matuka able to clear it down. So the Pittsburgh Penguins have an offensive zone draw, but they need a couple of goals here. Jason Dickinson, he got hit off of a previous shot. He's hobbling right in the bench as he's getting a couple stick taps. You see Jonathan Taze out there right now. Again, just good to see him back on the ice. But he said that he is going to self-evaluate and feel how he is after long COVID. They weren't able to trade him. They were able to trade Patrick Kane, but it kind of held them hostage. He was only able to trade to the New York Rangers in the blue shirts. So they couldn't get the price that they wanted on that end. So I'm looking at this NBC Sports Chicago feed. And Peter Morazic is getting the job done right now against the Pittsburgh Penguins, who unbelievably are down two goals. And they need to be able to get something out of this game, but they are vastly running out of time here. Once this is done, we will flip into our featured game. 2.06. Left to go in the third. Peter Morazic has stopped 35 out of 36. Again, he was the former Maple Leaf. that didn't know where the posts are, but he's played much better in Chicago. Also, the former Red Wing. Getting a live look in before we go back to our featured game of the Penguins and the Blackhawks. Penguins need two points. They're down 3-1 to Chicago. The empty net pool. Here's an opportunity for Crosby off the draw win. Here comes a slap shot. Mrazic will swallow it up with the right pad. And we will do this again. 2-0-2 left to go in the third. We had to take a short pivot as far as our live looking, because this has complete implications in the Eastern Conference wildcard race, just like it was in the West Center featured assignment. So another offensive zone draw win in Latang and Malkin can't hold it in. Now it's down to a minute 55. Jake Getzel now here for Malkin as they try to find Sid the Kid, and this is sent back down across the red line. Sydney will find it off the backhand here for Gino. Now Ricard Raquel. Get this toward the right side of the wall. Raquel being pushed off the puck. It's Mulkin. Here comes the slapper and Latang. This goes off the right side of the window. As this is with the Penguins, they'll shoot this off the backhand. It's a mess in front of the net. And now they can race for the puck. Here's a chip and chase. And Chicago fires it into the empty net. They're going to win this game. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, they won't get a damn thing done. It's 4-1. to one. 
124 left to go in the third. And unbelievably, the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to go down to the Chicago Blackhawks. And this is going to leave it to Game 82. Whether or not Pittsburgh gets in, they will need the New York Islanders to lose Game 82 in regulation. And Pittsburgh will have to win Game 82 in regulation when it's all said and done. I cannot believe it, but that is a situation that we're in. With a minute 24 left to go on the third, the Blackhawks have made this a 4-1 contest. So Tyler Johnson, did they show that this went off the... No, this did go in. I thought they showed something after off the outside of the post that they tried to brush into Crosby. So we'll close out the last minute 15 and we'll flip over. I can't believe it, guys, honestly. I know we've said that a few times in between Nashville and Calgary the other day when Calgary had the, the league going to the third round of the shootout and lost, but I did not expect Pittsburgh to lose to the Blackhawks. Statistically, the worst team in the NHL. When you have to win, you know you have Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. I figured they'd get it done. That's what I told Cooper, but again, these regular season games, you can never tell, as there is a... Crap ton of empty seats now at PBG Paints. Just a disgusted crowd. They were booing the Penguins on home ice considering the effort. And honestly, don't blame them. This is what you... You don't expect this with this type. And now they score. Ricard Raquel off of the rebound from a Latang slap shot. It's 4-2. to two, But there's only 37 seconds left. So Ricard Raquel gets Pittsburgh back within 2. That's where they were with four minutes left. They just beat Morazic off of a third rebound, a tertiary rebound. This might be Danton Heinen's goal. So Heinen gets the backhand. I think he's going to get credit for it. But Pittsburgh running out of time. They're out shooting the Blackhawks 40-26. to Morazic stopped 38 out of 40. But in 37 seconds, they'll be going down here without getting any points against Chicago. And then we'll flip back into our future broadcast. So Pittsburgh now, here for Latang. They get the neutral zone draw, as this should be another empty net pull here for Pittsburgh. Zaitsev able to get this out, and Chicago fires it into the empty net again. It's 5-2. to two. So Chicago won't stop scoring on the yawning cage, and this is Entwistle. He finishes it off 5-2, to two, and Pittsburgh back down by three goals. 22 seconds left to go in the third. Pittsburgh will not get a point in this game against the Blackhawks. Truly unbelievable. So once this game is done, we'll flip back over. More fans continue <clears throat> to leave the seats at PPG Paints. I can't believe what I'm seeing myself. Booze in PPG. As that whistle gets his fourth and jeers for the Chicago Blackhawks empty net goal. The pair of them, as this is collected now here for the Blackhawks, Jeff Petrie will fire it in, send this back across, and this is the situation for Pittsburgh now. They don't pick up any points. They lose 5-2 to the Blackhawks. So this is what's going to have to happen. The New York Islanders must lose game 82 in regulation, and the Pittsburgh Penguins must win game 82 in regulation for them to take the final wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. If that doesn't happen, Pittsburgh will be eliminated 
And we will figure that out when we get to it. We'll flip back into our featured game right now as boos were raining down at PPG. I can't believe it, but the Pittsburgh Penguins, they fell 5-2. So Minnesota, as we've checked back in, and I had to switch that over, I apologize. Minnesota just scored. They make it 2-1. All Winnipeg still needs is a point. Dumba slapper. This one swallowed up by Hellebuck. He makes the save. It's now 26 shots to 15 as we transition into our featured contest. All Winnipeg needs is one point of any variety, as we've talked about. And they get WC2. They can't go any more forward. They can't go any more back. And if the playoffs ended today, they would be playing against the Vegas Golden Knights. We just checked in from progress where the Chicago Blackhawks took out the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-2, unbelievably. And that side, in Game 82, Pittsburgh needs to win in regulation, and the Islanders need to lose in regulation. That's what Game 82 is going to lead in the Eastern Conference for wildcard spot. On that side, and that is what we have. So Brandon Dillon, try to find this now here for the Winnipeg Jets, and immediately I'll pull back up my rosters on both ends as Minnesota gets a chance to try to play defense in their own end as this gets knocked away from Jonas Brodeen. Here's an opportunity off the right to left. 10 nothing. The shots in the period set right in front, and it's 10 to 1. It got fanned by Kevin Stanlin, so 10 straight shots on goal for Minnesota in this third period. It's been all wild as they've scored a goal to get back within 2 to 1. Kevin Stenlin again trying to provide the effort, and this will get blown dead in behind the office. We go to commercial break. Kirill Kaprizov gets the goal for the Wild as he makes it a 2-1 contest. They still need another one to tie it up. Jets, all they need is one point. They're still holding on to a one-goal advantage. Come right back. So admittedly, as we took a look around the league in between Pittsburgh and Chicago, I'll give you a quick update. So Kirill Kaprizov scored on the power play with two minutes in the third period. They have an 11-0 shot advantage in the third does the Minnesota Wild as they've had their press Jets just trying to hang on right now, it seems like, as Felina will get this one off the backhand. But again, all the Jets need is just one singular point tonight, and they will claim WC2. That's why Connor Hellebuck has been in net even off the back-to-back. -back. It is an opportunity for Marc-Andre Fleury to spell some time for Philip Gustafson. Now this goes near the right side dot as one of the wild that remains down alongside with the Jets, and here's the one-timer goes just wide of the blue paint as this is recollected by Jacob Middleton, and now Dewar. Dewar now with Felino and Morrissey, as Felino will gain the entry. This will go D to D, Middleton let it go through the traffic. It's swallowed up by Hellebuck. Felino trying to find it, and the Jets just trying to brush this into Hellebuck, but he makes the save as it's picked up out of the left side boards. Dylan DeMello goes down as it's cleared by the Jets, and this goes to Jacob Middleton. So Spurgeon, the captain of the Minnesota Wild, now will try to go right to left. I'll drop this back here for the forward, and Matt Zuccarello, in his pass, try to find Kirill Kaprizov, the one that just scored on the power play for Minnesota. What else is new? Kirill's going to be a Minnesota franchise leader in every category when it's all said and done, when his career is done, as this is picked up by Kaprizov. And Kaprizov now will get this here for Matt's as he gets a clear in from about 60 feet, and I'll send this back around the end boards. Kaprizov canceled off the puck there as it's picked up by the left side of the face-off dot. Jets lose it as John Klingberg now with Merrill and his defensive partner will pick this one back up. Kaprizov now here for Zuccarello. He gains the entry in the middle of the slot and now a bad chance here for Hartman. Hartman now trying to find it with the help of Zuccarello as this is 
dumped down by Josh Morrissey. And Minnesota will recollect here with Klingberg. And Klingberg now with the defensive partner and John Merrill. Gain the red line. They'll slap shot this in off the kick play as this will fall to the Jets. Jets now will race for the puck there with uh, Jonas Brodeen as he'll take a look at it. And now Brodeen will leave this here for Marcus Johansson. Brodeen will spin. We'll give this to the defensive partner now. Almost turned over as the Jets were alive on that forecheck. Again, they've been heavily outshot in this third. It's about 12 nothing. Played in off the backhand. Dropped in the high slot. Once it go through the traffic. Blocked by the Jets. As the Jets try to locate it now. As this gets knocked away from Eric Sinek. And now Connor will flip it up in the air. And recollect it now by Shifley. Shifley now brushed away into the neutral zone. Got to go back to D here for Morsi. Now it's Shifley. Number 55 will gain the red line and flip it in. As it's 10.50 left to go in this third. It's been a fast moving game at that. There's not been a lot of opportunities up until this third period, Minnesota really starting to press on that board, 28-16. And that's when we took our, our look in immediately. That's when Minnesota had their little rush. And now this is back to the same type of play that I've been seeing the whole way through. Shifley now. Here's a nice backhanded entry for Ehlers. Here's a sizzler. And it'll fall back for Wheeler. His slap shot, he took his time, but hit off the left side of the glass. That went about 88 miles an hour. As Dylan DeMello, he gets hit very hard and able to stay on his feet somehow. I thought his face was going to go into the glass. As this is sent back down now, picked up by Middleton. Middleton now will send this back across. As this is get across the red line now. It's been all Minnesota in the third, but they've iced it right at the halfway mark. About 10 minutes left to go. Minnesota has taken a 2-1 deficit. They were down 2-0. Kirill Kaprizov, it was Ryan Reeves and Dylan DeMello. And Dylan DeMello took some massive body contact from Reeves. It wasn't a charge. He had them all lined up. And Reeves able to uh, deliver the big hit. But DeMello surprisingly stayed on his feet. That was a tough one. So winning the faceoff are the Jets. Fake the slap shot is Dylan DeMello. This one will go right in the webbing of the catching glove here for Marc-Andre Fleury. And he gets a stoppage with 9.55. So the Jets get within one. Well, the Wild get within one as the Jets had a 2-0 lead. But we'll see what happens now. Winnipeg hold it. All they need is one point. Come right back. So 9.45 left to go in the third. Kirill Kaprizov scored with two minutes in on the power play here for Minnesota. As they've had a heavy press in this third. Both teams off the back-to-back. -back. As Shifley gets knocked down with some body contact. But the play is still live. There's a stick that was being brushed. And the referee's still there looking for a trip on that side. Ehlers didn't do it. And this is picked up now. Ehlers here for Kyle Connor. As this is flipped back around. But here come the Minnesota Wild right to left. Vegas has just taken a one nothing lead on the Kraken over a five-game win streak. They're trying to make sure they keep wild card spot number one. That's where they'll be at worst. They were trying to catch the Los Angeles Kings, but... Since the Kings won the other day against the Canucks, that might make it difficult. I think they're going to end the season, both the Knights and the Kraken, against each other in Game 81 and 82. As we get an offside with 8.58 in the third. Drone here with you. We're watching in the Belly Sports Minnesota feed on ESPN+. Plus. It's 28 shots to 17. Wild are still down 2-1. to one. So in the season series, there was three wins to nothing. Favor Minnesota, 14-4 on goals, 109-90 on shots favor of the Jets, but a 4.4 goals against for Winnipeg Jets against 140 on the other end for Minnesota Wild. That's not very good. As this is flipped 
and now in between the fans. And it will be another offensive zone drop coming here for Minnesota. But even the Jets, they don't need to win this. They could absolutely get swept in this season series as long as they pick up a point in OT. If they get to OT, they're going to get to WC2 no matter what. If they don't pick up any points and Nashville wins out in the next two games, then that's the only way Nashville can get in. they got to win both games in regulation, and Winnipeg must lose both games in regulation. That's the only way they'd stay alive. So Spurgeon now off the win. And this will go back here for Jacob Middleton. Middleton will fire it back around. And this will be picked up, but not before it hits the netting. 8.44, we get another stoppage. This one should be through the neutral zone draw upcoming for the Jets and the Wild. When this game is done, I will have the complete game story. Everything here on the recorder on this side. Hopelessportsguy.wordpress.com per usual. As far as everything else, if I am visited by COVID and things get worse, as I feel that I just started to, unfortunately, as I was getting a text this morning in between uh, contact, then that might make some issues as far as uh, doing the playoff capsules as far as the vocal side, but not for the written side. I'll try to get that done as much as possible. Good hit on the other end. This is Hardman, and now there's going to be a big-time answer near the left side dot. And that was Nikolai Ehlers with a little how do you do on the other end. He got absolutely sandblasted. And then Middleton, he knocked down somebody on the other end. And Ehlers, they want to make sure that he's okay. He's holding on to the back of his head. He might be under concussion protocol. And if Ehlers is injured again, that may put some damper as far as Maybe me thinking about the Jets getting an upset in the first round because Nikolai Ehlers is one hell of a player and the Jets can't afford to lose him. So Ehlers racing down the ice and a big elbow the other way as that sent Ehlers down in an absolute heap. That was a massive, massive contact. And we will see what happens here as the refs are meeting up 829 in the third. So there is a player in the box right now for the Minnesota Wild. And let me give a number on that side as far as our box. As it stands in the third, it has Ryan Hartman for interference against Nikolai Ehlers. We'll see what the refs call at 829. So inter interference penalty against Hartman at 1131. Two penalties to Hartman. One for interference and then one for the uh, fight instigating on Vlad Nemestikov. So I think that is a double minor. So this is Hartman with a humongous hit as Ehlers was going full speed. But he went full speed into the right shoulder of Hartman. And then Hartman was trying to take on Vlad Nemestikov. And I absolutely take on Dylan DeMello as there was just bowling pins all over the place. Wheeler tried to get a punch on the other end as well as things started to get a little spicy. And now Rick Bonus trying to get some words and clarification on that end as we get a little bit of a stoppage with 8.29. So once this gets updated on the ESPN side of the box square, admittedly, I will give it to you. Right now, there is three penalties listed. Ryan Hartman interference against Ehlers, served by Zuccarello. It says Hartman roughing against Vlad Nemestikov. 
and Vladimir roughing against Hartman. So that will indeed put Zuccarello and Hartman in the box alongside Vladimir So Winnipeg Jets are on the power play. They need this right now just to get more of a blanket in on their lead. They're only up 2-1. to one. They'd like to get an extra goal here with 8-10 left to go in the third. As this is picked up now by the Jets, here's Wheeler as he spins this around the kick plate. This goes off the back skate. Here's Wheeler wide open, and Fleury makes a great save as he was all the way toward the right post, and he finds it in between his catching glove. It was Wheeler trying to lift. Fleury found it the whole way and made the save as we get a stoppage with 8.04 in the third. That was a great pass. Wheeler was wide open. Flower made an even better save to keep this at a 2-1 score. So uh, Riley Parento says, uh, dirty play, by that's a dirty play on that side. Again, that was a big hit, and uh, yeah, Ehlers will hope that he's okay, Riley, on that side, and that's a good call on your part. That was pretty nasty, as this is a chance for the Jets, and it gets blocked before it ever hits Flurry. and now the Wild have a chance to get something shorthanded. It's Gaudreau for Dewar. And this one is swallowed up in the catching glove right in the middle of the circles. Hellebuck answers, stops it at 7.42. Still a minute 14 left to go on the Winnipeg Jets power play. They would be, I believe, 0 for 3 if they don't score. That was a huge hit, and that was that was pretty dirty there on that side. I wouldn't disagree with you on that end. So I threw this out. Maybe you're saying no on the first part of it, but... Do you think the Winnipeg Jets score an upset in the postseason, assuming they get into Wild WC2? Uh, two out of three say yes. Well, now it's seven votes, so thank you for that. 71% say yes, 29% say no. So it's sent back down by the Minnesota Wild clear. It's now 30 shots to 19. The Jets still nursing a 2-1 lead with 7-10 left to go in the third as this is played off the backhand, and this will be off of the skate blade of Neil Pionk. But Nino Niederreiter will collect as he throws it to Dylan DeMello, and then Niederreiter will get a clear in <clears throat> as we've hit the seven minute of the third period. And this is flipped back down. This will touch the goal stick of Connor Hellebuck. Again, the Jets are in good standing right now as words are apparently being exchanged at the bench. And all the fans are starting to stand. They were anticipating something here at Excel Energy Center in the state of hockey in Minnesota. But nothing come to pass just yet as the Wild clear it down one more time. If the Jets can get at least one point, again, they are 6 minutes and 30 seconds away from doing so. They lock up WC2 and Game 82 is going to be meaningless against the Avalanche. They won't be able to go up or down. And David Riddick will be able to finish it off and... Hullabuck can get a rest. He's playing off the back-to-back. -back. Here's Kirill Kaprizov. He was the scorer on the power play as the Wild enter off sides. 6.14 left to go in this third. We get a stoppage. 30-19 is the shot board. Minnesota, they opened it pretty clean. They had the first 12 shots of the third period as Middleton given a series of cross-checks to Nito Niederreiter then a stick-whack from Middleton and his porn stash on that side before they come together with... Uh, Matt Dumba, and nothing was called, although the fans wanted to see some extracurricular as uh, Middleton rocking that playoff stash, not the beard just yet, as we get a neutral zone draw with 6-14. It's Kevin Stenlin against Felino, and now John Merrill 
to the other side for John Klingberg. Here's the entry off the backhand. Boldy gets taken down. And the fans want a penalty. They're not going to get one. As the Jets able to brush this in across the red line. They get it in deep. Now we'll see if they'll make a play. Center right up for the Furry scores! Jets take a two-goal lead! And that is exactly what they want. The fans have been booing endlessly. They just wanted a penalty about 30 seconds ago. And what they're going to have to uh, solve right now is Boldy sticking his foot out, saying he was tripped. I believe this is Mason Appleton's goal. So Boldy, he got taken down. That was by Morgan Baran, and he got the stick chopped right out of his hands. That could have been a call, as this is picked up near the left side dot. Here's the cross pass falling down. Right out in front, Marc-Andre Fleury, no chance. Appleton gets a wide-open feed. Roofs it toward the right crossbar, and the Jets take a humongous, should be said, two-goal lead with 5.54 left to go in this third. Mason Appleton, he was picked back up from the deadline just a season ago, his fifth of the year. It's 30 shots to 20 in favor of Minnesota. They had that push, but the Jets, very opportunistic in their goal scoring in this game. You can say that. Connor Hellebuck been absolutely outstanding per usual. Stop 29 of 30 as the Jets are 535 away from points. And now another heavy hit as the Wild rise to their feet. We might get something extra here as it is Ryan Reeves. He's saying F off the Nito Niederreiter. And he's shaking his head. He said, you bet. You bet we're going to see something. Nito Niederreiter, he's swinging the door to the penalty box. Ryan Reeves, Nito Niederreiter, had a little bit of a head headlock, took his his helmet off, and Ryan Reeves just had his fist down in the front of uh, Niederreiter on that end as we went to commercial break. Stick around if we see if we get anything fortuitous, but as it stands, the Jets have taken a two-goal lead. So with 5.36 left to go in the third, it is Niederreiter and Reeves in the box for a four-on-four. They're both roughing calls that are offsetting. What we believe to be the case, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, is that the Jets will get at least their one point. They're up 3-1 to one right now with 5.20 in the third, and they will make the postseason after this game is done. But if the Wild get three unanswered goals and, let's say, take the lead in regulation, then that will force the Jets to have to get at least one point against the Avalanche. I don't think that's going to be the case. But what we don't know is if there's going to be some extracurricular and fighting after this is all said and done. As Ryan Reeves looked like he wanted to go. So Kirill Kaprizov, as this was blockered aside by Hellebuck with the left pad, we're down to five minutes now. Johansson tried to send it out in front. And this will be recollected by the latest goal scorer in Mason Appleton. The Jets will try to go left to right as it's four on four right now. 31 shots for the Minnesota Wild, 20 for the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets have a 3-1 lead with 4.30 left to go in the third as this goes off an entry near the right side dot. And now this is back in behind the office of Marc-Andre Fleury as it's sent back across. It's Ehlers. And now Wheeler. It's Kyle Connor off the drop. Neil Pionk tried to send this one in the high slot. And Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to peel back. 4.10 left to go in the third. As this is a chance for the Jets off their change. Kyle Connor will take it. The decor will take their time. 
probably okay with the Wild right now because, as we said going into it, they really don't have much of a chance to get past the third seed, and even if it's the second, the third and the second will still play each other. That's all the home ice advantage at that point. So the Wild probably stuck where they are. They won't fall, they won't fall any lower than the third seed, as the Kraken right now have uh, WC1. Jets can only get WC2. And this is still what's made as there's another big hit. And one of the Jets are slow to get up. That was an opportunity as Wheeler got taken down. And the fans continue to love these hits, but I still wonder if there's going to be extracurricular. Well, if the Jets, they just want to get in the postseason. They want to be able to keep their bodies fresh. And for Game 82 against Colorado, when it's not going to mean much, but the Wild continue to throw the pain train here. As this is picked off into the neutral zone, and I'll recollect it at D. Where it is a pickup now near the right side red line in between the players bench where it gets a little easy, a little busy as it's 2.55 left to go in the third. As the Wild have it, they'll flip it in and this is iced. Freddie Gaudreau can't get there. 2.52 and we get an offensive zone the other way as the Jets are 2.52 away from going into the postseason. Watching with a beer, says Chris. Hopefully you're enjoying that one and it's nice and cold. So you're doing a great job on the commentary. Thank you. I think this is uh, almost COVID part of it, but this is early side, so I'm getting through and trying to be as coherent as possible before it takes over by the end of the week. I got an unfortunate text this morning, and I'm starting to feel a little bit uh, about being second in contact, so hopefully not. But uh, I want to try to be here between Wednesday and Thursday before I have to close up shop for the weekend. So Marcus Johansson now gets us toward the right side wall. He'll stay with it. Now on the high slot, it's the Wild. Fortunate bounce off the outside of the cage. The Wilds could have made it 3-2, to two, but they missed it somehow. Cutter Hullabuck dodges a bullet. And now Minnesota, they've taken Flurry out of the goal crease. Here's the Rocket. And this one saved. I don't know how that was stopped the first time by Connor Hellebuck, but then the second one was completely missed. Marcus Johansson now, as it's a chance for Pierre Luc Dubois. Got some body contact near the left side of the red line with a minute 45 left to go in the third. Minnesota pressuring Winnipeg a little bit, but they're a minute 40 away from a playoff spot. If the playoffs started now, they'd be playing the Golden Knights, but they don't care about that. They just want to get in. As Mason Appleton brushes this away from the captain, Spurgeon. Here come the Wild again. Here's Baldy off the drop pass. He's got it in the high slot. Baldy patient. Set up a big-time bomb for Dumba. And Hellebuck made the save. I have to go ahead and take a look at that, Riley, to see if, if Hellebuck got a piece of that first one and if the second one shot wide. I know he was down and out, diving like a fish. This one flips out of the air. Zuccarello, oh, that was off the stick shaft of Hellebuck as he was down and out. He did make the save on Zuccarello out of a puck that was battled out of the air. My goodness, Connor Hellebuck, the Commerce Township, Michigan native, keeps this a two-goal game as he knocks it away with the paddle of the stick. What a save for Connor Hellebuck as he keeps it a two-goal game. <laughs> that was absolutely hellacious in that stop. And now Dean Edvidson will take a timeout 
as Minnesota will look to restructure and continue to make their push. They've made a hell of a push in this third period. They open the third period with a 14-0, I believe, shots on goal advantage. It was Winnipeg being very opportunistic. They got two goals in the first period that stood all the way through to the first two minutes of the third. Kirill Kaprizov scored on the power play, and then on the other end, Mason Appleton got his fifth of the season to put it back to a two-goal advantage where it sits 3-1. It is Winnipeg with a minute 24, and then they will get into the postseason, picking up any sort of point today. They're in good shape. Minute 24 left, they're up by two. You wouldn't think that there's any way that this would go the other way, but this is where we are right now with a minute 24 left. As I see some people starting to jump in, they're noticing what's at stake. Winnipeg Jets can clinch WC2 in the West. They get a defensive zone draw. They first have to get past a extra attacker here for the Minnesota Wild. As this is put out in front, Marcus Johansson lost it. As this is sent back down by a Jets clear. This will be a race for the puck. That's picked up by the Minnesota Wild as Jonas Brodin negated the icing and now Jared Spurgeon as they're down to a minute. The captain sees got it here for Minnesota. Spurgeon trying to get around a couple of bowling pins as we've hit the 55 second marker. It's Matt Zuccarello picks it up off the steal. And Zuccarello now puts this in behind the office of Connor Hellebuck here for Matt Boldy. The seven year $49 million man as another late hit. This is Johansson, very slow to get up. Spurgeon knocks down one of the Winnipeg Jets. What is going What is going on right now? Marcus Johansson gets absolutely leveled outside of the camera feed where I can bring it to you. And he's holding on to his right arm. There was a couple cross checks against the Minnesota Wild and the Jets. And now they're pushing again. If you're the Jets, you just want to get into game 82 without having to get any bumps and bruises. But there has been a lot of bad blood between these two teams. What's known is the Jets are 46 seconds away from clinching a playoff spot, but they're going to need to get some Band-Aids. And that was a big hit on the other end for Neil Pionk. He says, take this to Marcus Johansson. He speared him right into the right side. As uh, That's a cross-check by Pionk. Yes, you called it, Riley, on that end. You would think that's got to be a blatant penalty. Again, that's probably an answer, is it not, Riley, for the Ehlers hit on the other end from Hartman? That's got to be the obvious statement of the world to make. So offsetting power plays are not going to matter. But you're correct, cross-check by Pionk. And that's got to be a little bit of an answer there. That was against Johansson, but a little bit of an answer there for the one that Ehlers had to swallow up against Ryan Hartman. This game's getting nasty a little bit. We knew that there would be some intrigue, but I didn't expect toward the end of the third period when the game has kind of been, I wouldn't say a formality, but these guys are going to be leaving with some bumps and bruises. At least for Winnipeg, you're going to know that game 82 is not going to mean much, and probably on the other end for the Wild as well. That was a big cross-check by Pionk on Marcus Johansson. And that one hurt right up in the rib area, right on the right side. 46 seconds left to go in this third. I'm going to be here with you a little bit longer because the Zebras will have to sort out penalty calls on either end. And we will see what comes of it. We know there's going to be one against Winnipeg. 
So there isn't updated yet on the ESPN box score, admittedly. This is still at the 1424 marker for Ryan Reeves and Needle Niederreiter with the offsetting roughings. We're under an official's review with 46 seconds left to go in the third. The score line is a formality at this point, but the official review will decide who will be going to the sin bin. Got to imagine there's going to be a major for cross-checking, maybe. Major penalty of Pionk for cross-check. You knew that was coming. Again, I will agree with what some of the comments are on the other end about a dirty hit for Riley on that side. And uh, he's correct. Maybe he could have called a five on the other end, but Pionk going to get tossed. He's done. That's not going to matter for the rest of it. But Minnesota will be on the power play for the rest of the regulation. They would need to get two goals in 46 seconds for this game to continue any further, though. They're down 3-1. So Winnipeg Jets will be on the kill. There should be a formality here, but we will see. With 44 seconds, Kirill Kaprizov now try to get this one picked up from Matt Zuccarello into the neutral zone. There's Matt Boldy. Get this here to Zuccarello. Kirill the thrill will drop it back here for Jonas Brodeen. Here comes Jared Spurgeon, Brodeen, fake the slapper. Here's Kaprizov, centered it in the middle. And now we get a big fight. And this is a chance. Now some big fists being thrown. And one of the body contacts is already down for the Winnipeg Jets. But the refs blow this dead before it really gets underway. It was Dylan and Hartman. Dylan was able to take Hartman down. And Hartman didn't get a chance to respond too much. And Dylan will go into the dressing room, and so will Hartman. They're done for the rest of the game. So that fight lasted about uh, less than the two-minute rule, you'd like to say. And again, I'll, I will leave that to your imagination as far as that's all done. But the fight that was quick on the other end it was a chance for Dylan, and he fed... A few overhand rights to the bottom of Ryan Hartman, and players will be getting tossed. That's what Riley's saying. You are correct, my friend, as Brandon Dillon got some good shots in Ryan Hartman as he was taken down to the ice. So it was a quick fight. It was definitive fight. Dillon wins it against Hartman. They're gone. We still have 27 seconds left to sort out. Is Ryan Reeves going to drop the gloves? He's back on the ice right now. In a Minnesota power play that doesn't matter too much. Everybody's standing. They got their camera phones out these days. Can we get something here with 27 seconds left? And here we go. It's a chance now for Ryan Reeves to throw the fist. This is what everybody wants to see. And we will see what happens here. As it's Lowry against Reeves. They haven't thrown anything yet. They're staring it down. And there we go. Ryan Reeves with five overhands on Lowry. It's Rock'em Sock'em. They can't get Reeves just yet. Big overhand. Reeves taken down. And Lowry will get a stoppage here. So he had to swallow about six overhands for Ryan Reeves. But Lowry gets the takedown. We knew that this was going to happen at this point. There's been a bit, lot of blood right now, especially in this game, but I would imagine over the series, the Jets will get the last laugh as far as the win. They will get into WC2, 
But, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if these two teams meet in the postseason, would you be sad? They wouldn't meet in the first round, but would you be sad if these two teams met again? Because I think this would be a lot of fun. So it was Lowry, the opening goal scorer. He faced off against Ryan Reeves, a couple glancing blows, and toward the arms, admittedly, of the left arms of Lowry, as Lowry now tried to get across the face, just glancing blows across the shoulders and the arms. But maybe Lowry will be a little bit sore. Still 25 seconds left to go in the third. That was a time where I had to put the voice up, COVID or not, on that side. So we'll figure that out. 25 seconds left to go in the third. Rick, bonuses, here you go. What do you want to do? Do you want to get kicked out? Do you want to stay in? You can't stay in past the player's bench. That's what he's saying to Ryan Hartman. Now we have fighting to be sorted out. Still 25 seconds left to go. And I will be here with you until this game is officially closed. Again, we know the score line's probably completed. And we know the Jets are going to get into WC2. But how many more fights will we see? We've already seen a couple in the span of about 10 seconds. we still got 25 seconds and left to work. <clears throat> and then all of the Minnesota fans will probably be going in between the play-in and between the Timberwolves and the Lakers. So 20 seconds left to go here for this third, as this will fall back to Middleton. As it's Spurgeon off the stretch pass, it gets away from Dewar. Now down to 10 seconds, as this is an opportunity one more time. This will go back across D to D a few more times. As the seconds tick down, the Winnipeg Jets clinch WC2. They're moving out of the postseason they take down the Minnesota Wild 3-1. to one. They win the first game in the series. And if the playoffs ended and it started tonight as far as the regular season, they would be taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. They don't care about that at this point as they will be in Sin City. But the Jets have made it official. They clinch and all the spots are done now in the West. All that's left is the East. Is it going to be the Panthers and the Islanders? Or will the Pittsburgh Penguins have something to say? They shot themselves in the foot did Pittsburgh with a 5-2 loss to the Chicago Blackhawks. We got that in the interim in the beginning of the third period of this game. So in order for the Pittsburgh Penguins to get WC2 in the East, they would have to get an Islanders loss in regulation, and the Penguins would have to win in regulation in Game 82. Maybe that'll be my next contest before the end of the week. Stay tuned for that. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Riley. Thank you, Chris, for uh, sticking around. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of good fights at the end of it. And I hope you guys enjoy the broadcast. If I'm feeling well enough, we will see you tomorrow. Peace, guys.